Welcome to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show. In this episode, Brian McGill, a dedicated basketball trainer whose journey from playing professionally in Europe to becoming a strength and conditioning expert. Today, we're diving into the heart of the basketball world through his lens. Brian shares his experiences shaping athletes in the Bounce by Brian program, emphasizing personal growth, realistic expectations, and the importance of a positive atmosphere. Join us as we explore summer pickup games with some of Portland's best athletes, such as Monaco star Mike James and Boston Celtics Peyton Pritchard, who had an historic duel at the 2021 Portland Pro-Am. Whether you're a basketball enthusiast or an inspiring player or simply someone passionate about personal growth and determination, you want to stay tuned. Thor City Podcast Guy, let's go. All right, yes, sir. We back at it again. Welcome to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show, where we network and build connections through interviews and discussions. This episode is brought to you by GMP Podcast Group. I'm your host, Thorn City Podcast Guy. Make sure you visit thorncitysyndicate.com. Hit the like, share, subscribe button. Be the first to know about new releases, bonus episodes, and exciting updates. Today, I got a special guest in the spotlight, Brian McGill. How we doing? I'm doing amazing. I appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming, man. So today we're going to get into Absolutely. a little bit of Brian's journey um, to becoming a basketball trainer. Um, we're going to talk about Bounce by Brian. Uh, we'll get into some of his uh, clients and some of his training techniques. So, Brian, where, where Absolutely. are you from around here? Man, so I grew up in uh, I grew up in Beaverton behind okay. Southridge High School. Then in eighth grade, I moved across uh, to another suburb, Clackamas, just right outside of Portland. Uh, I graduated from Clackamas High School in 2011, played ba- uh, high school basketball in Oregon. And so I, I didn't grow up in Portland specifically, but I kind of grew up in the metro area. And obviously, if you play basketball in the Portland metro area, especially when you get kind of good, yeah. you're going to have a pretty big network in the Portland basketball community. Um, from there, I went to the University of Alaska Anchorage, which is a Division II school in Lichinac. A lot of West Coast teams, like a lot of the Pacific Northwest guys that don't play Division One end up in that league. Um, from there, I played professional basketball, professional basketball for <laughs> one year. I made a, I played in Europe as a professional. Some guys in Europe making millions of dollars a season. I was making about 600 bucks a month. So I was making a little bit less than full time at like Taco Bell, McDonald's, something like that. So <laughs> just, just a regular job. I don't like to pretend that I was doing something I'm not, but technically I was a pro hooper. Yeah. From there, uh, took a couple of years. I, I knew my heart really wasn't in it. Like I didn't have, you gotta be really selfish, man, to, to play the game or compete or really do anything at the highest of levels as far as your time, uh, what you're doing as far as your daily routine, everything else like that. And I just, with being honest with myself and saying, man, I'm not really in this anymore. I don't wanna spend my twenties in, in Europe uh, for not that much money that's guaranteed. Uh, and then took a couple of years, worked in the corporate world kind of for a second. Then in 2018, I got really back into the strength conditioning stuff. Um, obviously, I love basketball, and this whole journey started for me as just being a little white kid that was pretty skilled, had a little bit of a handle, but might have been a little chubby, not a little bit slow-footed. And I really felt like at that point, specifically, some of the, the things physically were holding me back. So I was in my own science project, uh, bouncing around in the store, but I had a mentor named Henry Barrera, who's now the uh, the strength edition coach for the Alabama men's basketball team. He's on staff there doing big things in Alabama this year. Uh, so I grew up working out with him all the time. He kind of saw a hungry kid uh, that really wanted it. 
anytime he hit me about some workouts, I would show up 20 minutes early. Um, and then I grad or I, I majored also when I went to school in the exercise science because I knew that was gonna be my passion. Back then I wanted to be a physical therapist. Uh, and then finally 2018-19 got back into it a little bit more full time. 2019-20, I coached at Clackamas High School and became the strength coach for the team that I was coaching there, the varsity program. And then once COVID hit, uh definitely broke a couple COVID guidelines, but just to be honest, when, when that happened, I was just young, green in my career. Everyone in the world got sent home, including everyone, obviously from Portland. And so, uh, we had a gym at that time, just right there in Clackamas. We had guys from Northeast Portland thriving out there. We had guys from Vancouver, Washington, from Salem, Oregon, coming the opposite direction. And it was just a really unbelievable, uh, environment atmosphere. And then really since COVID in 2020, it's just been full sense since then. And the ball's really been rolling as far as the the private sector in my career, specifically with basketball performance training. Nice. Yeah. So I talked about a little bit on my show, but um, not, probably not a lot of people know that I've been refereeing basketball for, I've uh, been doing the high school basketball for the last four, they 14 years. They, they don't know? They don't know. I've talked about it sparingly a little bit here and there, but not yeah. much. Um but me and Brian, we met the, met up again this summer at the Portland Pro-Am. Um, and that's Man. fun times. Brian Absolutely. Coaches, <laughs> he coaches for Team Pritchard. Um, yeah, we, we got to tell the people about this in a second. Yeah, no, tell me a little bit about your um, experience at the Portland Man. Pro-Am. So I saw the podcast, first of all, and I, and I was like, man, there's zero chance I'm not doing this podcast because this is my boy. I appreciate you so much. And for the People that, that don't know that you rep, you do a hell of a job. Um, I think you put your ego to the side, which for some people, they they view that a little bit demeaning or almost like you're emasculating yourself in a certain sense. But mm-hmm. you like to be able to take the uh, abuse, the, ver- <laughs> the verbal carnage that is going on in those games is absolutely unbelievable. And those are the two things, man, that I really wanted to come on and just give you a thank you for doing that, first of all. Give you a thank you for dealing with me. Because <laughs> with that team in particular, like, you know the vibes, man. I'm not really yeah. there to coach. Like, I, I'm not drawing up plays. I'm not getting on guys' asses. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it, too. Like, you're you're playing real basketball. You're away from your family 10 months. When you show up to this pro-am, I'm not going to coach effort from you. Like, you're, you're a pro. You're here to have fun, compete. It is what it is. I'll give you a little push and insistence. But, uh. Man, what else do I have left to do is basically celebrate, yeah. <laughs> have fun, and then just complain to the rest 24-7. So I appreciate you for that, man. Uh, in all sincerity, I'll take this back next time I see you on a basketball court, but I think you guys did an unbelievable job. I think you do an unbelievable job managing the personalities. Uh, I think especially for the pro-ams, if you don't ref them the right way and you don't kind of understand and appreciate who the guys are in the game, it can turn into not the best. Or it doesn't create the best product, yeah. both for the players and for people watching. Um, so I, I just wanted to, I appreciate you doing that. I love you. I support you. I apologize for everything I said. Like I tell you, I calm down at halftime, come dap you guys up real quick. Yo, I apologize in the chill. And after the game, I apologize. I thought I was going to have it in that second half there, but uh, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, I love the bat. Absolutely. It's part of the game, and that's something I learned as an official, man. You can't take any of that stuff personal. I just me came in at, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna be honest. I I riffed a third grade basketball when I was in high school, third and fourth grade, like mini hoopers or something like that. They call it man. And I 
I was like, you know what? I'm never going to complain yeah. to the ref. I was still playing at this. I'm never complaining again. Couldn't do it. Thought I got fouled the next game. I played it and I was. But man, I retired from referee because I personally cannot handle the smoke or the pressure with the third and fourth graders and their parents. So, hey, the, how how the hell am I going to sit here and say that? Damn worried about anyone. Yeah, yeah, that third and fourth grade level, uh, that's probably some of yeah. the toughest is because they don't know what they're doing. You want to teach them at the same time. Um, and then you got these crazy parents on the sideline who really think their kids are in the NBA already. And so, hundred percent, man, yeah, stuff. But uh, yeah, you definitely got to have thick skin to be a referee, especially to officiate at a high level. I've managed to make it to a high level on the high school platform, at least. And yeah. People ask me if I'm gonna do college. I think I'm gonna stick with high school because I'm. It's a long journey on the uh, the road to college, and I'd rather be at the, yeah. the food chain in the high school instead of the bottom of the food chain in college, trying to work my way. No, hundred percent. But yeah, man, all that so stuff learning the game. I love it. I go home, I get done refing the game, and I'll go home and watch a game, and I'm yelling at the refs on TV. And it's like, I'll just getting yelled at. <laughs> that's good to hear, man. That's oh, yeah. good to hear. Oh, that's good stuff, man. So tell me, what inspired you to create the Bounce by Brian program, and uh, what sets it up? Yeah, so training programs. Absolutely. So, um, really, the the name for my business, or for for me as a trainer, the social media handles, website, merch, all that. It. it I was training some kids that I coached at Clackamas High School at the time. They could maybe barely dunk putting in the ring grazers and then a lot of things went into it. Like we're lifting weights, we're getting better. I'm a great trainer, so I'm helping them jump higher. At the same time, they're going through puberty, so they're getting stronger and more. A lot of this stuff is going to happen itself, and that's my vibe with the training too. Like I'm very realistic or, or humble, I guess you could say, about the impacts that I have on people and on their careers. I actually probably think I have more impact on the individual just as a person than I do specifically on their ability to like move differently in a basketball court, which is something I take a lot of pride in, but no, absolutely. And then they started dunking with just having little dunk sessions and they started saying bounce by Brian because in their mind they had bounce and it was from Brian or by Brian. Whole lot of love. Um, nice. Kick them 20 bucks each. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to need this name. Once we hit seven figures, I'm going to make sure you get a little piece and you're be taken care of. Uh, but until then, I appreciate it. Uh, so I got to give them a shout out. Shout out to uh, JD and Damon, two high school kids I used to coach. It, it was real, just kind of sticky to the tongue with the alliteration of the BBB. Um, from there, another guy I got to give a shout out to, Alex Hartman. He went to Concordia. He's actually a Portland guy. Uh, Central Catholic in Concordia. You would recognize him if you saw Hartman. Okay. But he's done a lot of unbelievable things. He has a, a creative uh, branding agency and he has done a lot of stuff with like, he, he designed the Adidas Black History Month stuff. He just got a job with ABC Studios. He's done stuff for Dame, like with some of Dame's Adidas stuff and some of his little stunts, like with the WWE bicycle and the, the tunnel through uh, Moda Center. Nice. Um, and, and then he designed a logo, which is uh, on my social media and stuff like that. They did really well, made some merch that kind of just got the word out. And I think just the stickiness of the name is really kind of what set it apart. And the fact that all Hoopers want to have bounce, obviously. Um, and as far as what sets it apart, I think a lot of the things, um, I've been relentlessly kind of working on my body and athleticism since I was in eighth grade, alongside, coincidentally, some people who ended up becoming some of the best coaches and trainers in the world, in my opinion at least for the sport of basketball. When I got to college, same thing up in my science experiment. I was in the or I was in the weight room all the time with my strength coach back there. Uh, back then, just talking shop, trying new things, studied it. 
uh, an undergrad. I've taken a couple of graduate. I'm in the middle of a master's course right now in exercise science as well. Most of that's just to open doors as far as jobs go one day, probably, hopefully in the league. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that would probably be the thing that sets it apart is just the amount of work and effort I've put in to attain that knowledge. And then the unique lens that I can use to apply it to the game as a former player and someone that's walked that walk. And then also just kind of the effort and thought that I put into each client and each person that I train with. Um, especially when you get to some of like when you're, when you're a younger athlete or a less trained athlete, as far as experience, it's pretty easy to make guys stronger and more athletic and do, do a lot of good things in the weight room. When they get to a higher level where they've kind of maxed out their body, or if they've done a lot of these workouts for years and years, and their goals have changed or their the point in their career changes, what they need in the weight room becomes completely different. Like for example, a high school kid shouting bounce by Brian is going to be doing a lot of plyometrics, a lot of jumping drills, stuff like that. But Mike James, who we both know obviously from Portland and playing in that pro am, probably complains more than I do. So yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's a guy that that probably doesn't want to do a whole bunch of jumping stuff when he shows up after an eighth month season just fresh off of playing at his house. A lot of that stuff's going to be way more low impact. It's going to be kind of tailored to his mobility limitations and some of the stuff he just needs with his body is better. So the the real answer is it's just that it's never ending and that's what sets it apart. There's not, we don't just package something and like, hey, this is the best, come grab this. It's tailored to you and it's constantly grown in the ball. Nice. So you have any advice for any aspiring, aspiring basketball players looking to prove their performance, take their game to the next level? Man, 100%. Yeah, I would start by controlling the stuff you can control. Man, uh, try to cut out sugar. If that's not realistic for you, try to cut out drinking sugar. If you have been like three sodas a day and four bags of candy, that doesn't mean you get seven bags of candy because you took out the soda. Just start with the little things, what you put into your body, how you take care of your body. Sleep is by far the best performance enhancer that exists in the world, better than any drug you can buy. Um, there's direct correlation between athletes. The more you sleep, the less statistically those athletes get injured. Um, it also helps with your hormones for stuff like testosterone, which can help your ligaments, muscles, joints, at all, a ton of systems in the body that can make you more athletic. And then from there, man, I would just, as far if you want to get more athletic for basketball, probably get stronger. It's a pretty easy one for a lot of people. Um, I would include some form of jump training or sprint training. So making sure you're hopping and jumping as high as you can as, uh, all the time, N not literally all the time, but a few times a week. Then I think the biggest thing that's missed is if you wanted to translate to your game, you have to put that into your work on the court. So if we're working on your first step and you're not in the gym going off like a hezzy, trying to explode out and be as aggressive as you can and powerful as you can and change the way that your body moves on the court as far as your attention to it while you're working on it, it's probably not going to transfer. It's like it's all the time in basketball, guys talk about wanting to play low or be the lowest man wins. A lot of my pros and stuff like that want to work on their mobility so they can play lower to the ground. But I think the the missing thing with that is you really have to go put it into your game on the court. If you don't practice the way you want to play, you're not going to be able to play that way, even when your physical ability to do that changes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. So we're going to take a break here. We get a message from one of my sponsors, uh, GMP Podcast Groups, the podcast production company, um, the beautiful studio I'm in. When we come back, uh, we'll discuss how you first connected with uh, Peyton Pritchard. Sounds good. 
Discover GMP Podcast Group Studios, located at 2406 East Burnside Street in Portland, Oregon, offering a range of podcasting packages to suit your needs, starting at just $49 per hour for your basic setup, featuring a Rodecaster Pro audio console and SM7B microphones, as well as options complete with camera operator and audio engineer expertise. Elevate your podcasting with multi-camera recording, plus we capture behind-the-scenes shots within the studio. Visit us at www.gmppodcastgroup.com and let GMP Podcast Studios be where your podcasting journey begins. This syndicate lyricist exists. Don't break one eye, baby, you just might miss. History in the making from the making of this. Third, I guess it's welcome back to these words. So I'ma come well like welcome back words for sure. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, that was fire. All right on, man. Uh, well, yeah, welcome back to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show. I'm your host, Thorn City Podcast Guy. I got my guy Brian in the building. So yeah, Brian, that was, um, that's uh, a little tune from um, an artist I managed, uh, my best friend, Third Twin. It's an un- unreleased project we got coming up. It's kind of how okay, it, okay. Uh, it's kind of what led me in, into into the podcasting world. Um, I was managing my friend. Um, his rap, he he rapped growing up, and um, he yeah. stopped, he stopped rapping, and I went on to rap again. So I paid for it. Yeah. He was struggling um, with substance abuse, and so I, I I started doing the music to help him get his give him something else to live for besides all the the drugs and alcohol he was doing. And so, man, it that's was, real. Yeah, he's six years clean now. Um, we put out an EP project. Um, I got the full length. I'm saving because I got a documentary I'm working on from the. From the journey when I started, I was documenting everything, and then um, I met my my business partner, um, who's back there in the control room. Um, we did that video for him, and we put it into some festivals, and we won a few awards. And when COVID hit, my buddy called me and said, "Man, let's get into this podcasting, man." And so we've been here over on Burnside, twenty four hundred six East Burnside, for uh, about three, almost three and a half years now. Um, and after so long of helping other people start podcasts. I figured it was my time to to get come from behind the scenes. Absolutely, man. Get Absolutely. From, um, and so that's man. I started the Spotlight Show, man. And so it's really, it's really a um, advertising and marketing platform, man, to reach out and network with people and build strategic alliances, and man, and see how we can all help each other, man. I love it. And then just to your point, speaking about your friend, I think that's what a lot of people, a lot of people see my job and just think it's cool that I get to take it in the workout setting with NBA players and stuff like that. But uh, just the relationships that you build with the guys you're with, because I I worked especially in the past with a lot more younger guys and not everyone has it figured out as a millionaire and just stuff like that, giving opportunities to provide a platform to help your friend get clean from something or to change their life or take a different direction. That is what makes me love this job so much. And that's why I gravitated to towards it. That's why I, I just relate to that a ton. I appreciate who you are and, and how you move with that because that's just to understand why I love my job and why I have all the time. And that's the shit that it's about to me. That's what it's about, man. Creating change. Yep, that was it, man. So it worked out, man. I'm proud of my guy, man. He did a full 360, man. He's doing hell yeah. Community now. He done bought him a house. He's engaged to be married. He got his license back, man. He really got his life back. Shit, he's ahead of me. I'm still getting ready man. to propose and I don't even know property. <laughs> So yeah, man, how did you um how did you first connect with Peyton? Let me uh share a little story of when I first seen Peyton. I first seen Peyton yeah, um, yeah. Team Fast. He was in the sixth grade. 
and he was on the eighth grade team. And uh, <laughs> I was refing his game, and they were down. I don't know how much they were down, but they were down pretty big. And then this little kid, he just started going to work, man. I said, who is this kid, man? They said, that's Peyton Pitcher. And he, he's only in sixth grade. I said, what? <laughs> and he came back, and they won that game, man. And so I've been – I was telling people ever since then, man, to watch this kid, Peyton Pritchard, man, in the sixth grade. He's, he's going to be nice. And so he made me look like a, a prophet. Yes. <laughs> no, that's that sounds about right, man. Everyone that saw him play the young age, I think, kind of like saw the signs. Like that doesn't necessarily mean you're a hater if you didn't predict he was going to go to the league at that mm-hmm. point. But you were like, oh, like that. With what ended up happening, I could have saw that coming. Uh, but no, I met I met him actually around the same age. I think I'm five years older than he. Um, so he would have been in seventh grade. I'm like a junior in high school, and I'm going with my mentor at the time. I referenced at the beginning, Henry Guerrera. He was a trainer at Nike. He's at the University of Alabama now. And he was also an assistant coach at Westland High School during Peyton's four years there. And uh, I went to his clinic, uh, just a skills clinic out in Westland, and he was running it with Terry Pritchard, who's Peyton's pops. And I remember seeing the same things, just like this little tiny, skinny, so five to sixth grade white kids, just with the best handle in the gym. Maybe not best moves in the gym as far as getting past somebody, but ball control, stupid. Uh, fast forward, I just kind of knew him a little bit just through basketball stuff. Um, obviously, I, I when I thought he was going to make it, he was probably eighth grade going into ninth grade. We were at a camp called Cascade Sports Camp out as junior counselors. So they let him be a junior counselor before he was even in high school at this camp. And we would play pickup with the staff every night uh, before we went to bed. And there was another guy that went to Weston High School named Jeff Bush. I'm like, man, how good do you think Peyton's actually, because he's out here killing college kids and grown men going into high school. How good do you think he's actually going to be, man? And his dad, Terry, for some people that don't know, is like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, like used to be big tight end at Oklahoma when Oklahoma was Oklahoma. And Jeff's like, man, I think he's going to be like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and built. Like, I think, I think his ceiling's Jason Kidd. And obviously, Jason Kidd is Jake Kidd, but he really believes it at the time. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I respect your opinion, JV. I'm going to keep my eyes. They went four straight state championships. Uh, I'm seeing him, like, a, in the summers here and there, just playing pickup. Uh, he would always try to organize good pickup games. He was home in the summer from Oregon, so I would go play with him sometimes at those. And then uh, when I started doing my training stuff is right when he got to the league. And I think he saw a lot of the way that I kind of moved work-wise, the way that I went about the training, the way that I kind of valued and fostered relationships and went above and beyond for people, not to put myself up there too much. But, uh, and I think he was just kind of attracted to that. And we started training in what have been the fall of 20, or the, yeah, the fall of 2020. So right like at the end of COVID. Um, and then it's just been kind of full sense sense. And I think the thing that Peyton's probably most known for, at least in the Portland metro area, is kind of just his maniacal work ethic. And uh, like as just a, as a performance coach, there's nothing more. There's no no better client that you want to work with. Like, yeah, this kid's going to work as hard as he possibly can all the time. You're not going to have to worry about anything else. That And that's the difference with him is the intensity of the work all the time not just the amount of hours he's putting in, but what he's doing, something is 100% intensity as, as correct as he can possibly do it. Um, from Mitt, shoot, let me collect my thoughts because there's a lot there. Um, and then just as far as a a trainer, 
like the idea is how much can we get out of our own individual potential? Like we all have gifts from God that are unique and different to each one of us. What's the most we can get out of this for basketball? If you look at what he has from God, it's a lot of powerful stuff, but physically it's not the same as a lot of other guys he's competing with right now. So what more fun of a project could you have? Mm-hmm. Then how can we make this little same guy from fast yeah. an NBA player and be as physically composed as possible out there? It's just one of the most fun projects I've ever had in my life. This past uh, spring, he hired me full time for the summer to come and train with him. So I was on the court for all his on-court workouts. I'm not putting him through those. I'm helping out, but not as like, I'm not the head honcho in charge there. And then we're obviously in the weight room all the time, but it's been an awesome journey for sure with him. Um, just signed a, a four-year, $30 million extension with the Boston Celtics. He's been averaging, I think, like, like 24, 25 points a game in preseason. The the roster is reconstructed in Boston this year, so he's going to ideally have an opportunity to play. And then with the NBA guys, too, like a lot of times if you're getting paid a little bit more by that team, they have a little bit more incentive to play, believe it or not, like the politics continue to get trickier and trickier the more money's involved contrary to what people believe so yeah hopefully he's gonna have an opportunity to get a lot of minutes i think he will this season and i'm very confident that he's gonna surprise a lot of people man uh yeah i think one of the unique things about him is uh one more story and i'll shut up but he he asked me in the car this past summer he's like man like once you know you were like you were done booping or like once you know you had you like you was time to time to hang it up and i'm like shit like Telling him about my experience with that and just kind of how it slowly happened. I realized, like, I'm not in love with it anymore. And he's like, man, like, I never really had, uh, and I, I articulated that. I was like, I'm probably not going to make millions. Like, I'm probably not a EuroLeague guy. Probably not a Euro Cup guy. Maybe at the very end, if everything goes right for me in my career. But otherwise, I'm not making that much money. So if I'm not going to be at the top the top, I'm going to move on to something I can put my entire uh, self into. He's like, man, I never really felt that. Like, I never really thought about that. And he's just kind of how he was raised and his pops. His pops never put, like, a, uh, a cap on his potential. It was never like, oh, like, I wonder if we can get you that. There's never any ceiling for him that he's acknowledged mentally. So in his mind, he's not out here trying to get him in and sort of be a 10-year NBA veteran. Like, he's trying to be as good as he can be, and he's not going to be surprised if he's an all-star one day. You know what I'm saying? Like there will be, there will be zero surprise in his mind if that happens. Um, and just the mentality, the personality and the way that he goes about his work and approaches the game. is just so unique and special that it's fun to be a part of it, small part of it. And I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, man. I wouldn't be surprised either, man. I can't wait till he gets his shot to actually get the ball and, and, and to run a team man. full time because he can do it man. and he can do it at the highest level. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. And he's been, you got to go check out their preseason highlights, bro. He's been booking in preseason so far. Has he? Nice. Booking. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Nice. Cool, man. We're going to take one more break. We got a message from Thorn City Syndicate, the management team. And when we come back, we'll discuss a few, some of your other clients, and then we'll wrap it up. Introducing Thorn City Syndicate Management. Your solution for brand management, social media promotions, digital content distribution, and podcast production. From shaping engaging content that resonates with your audience to amplifying your brand's reach through podcasting. We're your partners in driving success. We offer free strategy sessions and leverage our recording studio and personalized strategies to establish an online presence. 
Your brand's journey to the top starts with Thorn City Syndicate Management, where innovation meets results. Contact us now at www.thorncitysyndicate.com to embark on the future path of transforming your brand's future. This syndicate lyricist exists. Don't break one eye, baby. You just might miss history in the making from the making of this. Third, I guess it's welcome back to these words. So I'ma come well, like welcome backwards for sure. Yes, sir. Welcome back. We still in the spotlight with my guy Brian. So, um, tell me about some of the other clients you're working with. Once I got hired full time with Peyton this past summer. I was on the road a lot more than I wanted to be. Not wanted to be, that's the incorrect terminology, but I wasn't with as many of the guys in Portland as I wanted to be that summer, but we did get to still train quite a bit with those guys. And as far as people I've worked with from Portland, um, my first ever professional client, so I'm the same year as Andrew Andrews, so went to Benson High School and the University of Washington's played in the Portland Prime, obviously. He's been in the early before. He's the closest thing to an NBA player that's not in the NBA right now. Man, I don't know why. Um, man, I was I was at the preseason game the other night. They're playing the New York Knicks. They got a guy named Ryan Archie Diakon out. No hate, but uh, he went to Villanova. They put him in the game, and I'm just like looking at him, like man, I shouldn't have stopped playing basketball. I might be out there right now too. <laughs> and then I'm like, talk, I'm like, look at P. Like, is he really better than Andrew? Like, no. she's He's, but yeah, he's tough. Cosign, yeah. cosign. Andrew Andrews is probably. Oh my god, I's officiating the pro am. Just so, so goddamn old. strong. He's strong. He's so goddamn strong, and that has nothing to do with me. Um, but with Drew, he's had some some uh different things going on with his body over his career that we're trying to like mm -hmm. just sort out. But more as far as his ability to move differently, I'm not taking credit for his strength because that boy is a grown man out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was my first ever professional client, and started training about two days into it he's like hey uh mike james is going to be joining us in the morning if you don't mind right. like man of course not of course not uh then mike came in I, I got to start working with him uh cameron chapman that plays in that prom as well too his brother khalil and then i, I think once i kind of gained a little bit of trust from being drew and then mike and and cam chapman one of the first ones uh just the the northeast basketball community kind of opened their arms to me to a certain extent which i'm unbelievably thankful for and, and extremely appreciative and value every day uh tyrone white plays in the program that's another guy that's been training with me for a long time um and, and yeah so we started kind of having a lot of those guys because the gym's all the way out of clackamas so it's about a 25 minute drive for a lot of those guys they started training in one big group. Sometimes it'd just be like Drew and Mike, sometimes just Drew, or sometimes it could be like Aaron Deloney, who goes to Vermont now, Cam, Marcus Sahonis, Khalil, Andrew, all those guys. And it, it just became a really good environment, I think, for me and for them as well, too. Um, then a couple of years later, Mike purchased a house out in Vancouver, built his home gym and his little pool house out there. And I got the opportunity to go work with those guys and train out at Mike's house in that gym, which is unbelievable. Um, re really awesome space and the vibes are immaculate. Uh, um, so uh, as far as the Portland guys, I think, uh, I don't want to start trying to name everyone because I'm going to forget someone and if they watch this, they <laughs> no, but uh, I, I've, yeah, I've got the opportunity to work with a lot of those people that you've repped in the program and I get to coach against in the program. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with uh, football players, 
Mr. Little of the Blazers as well, too. Um, he's in Phoenix. I'm really excited about that opportunity yeah, yeah. for him. Um, be tough. And, and kind of just, just guys here and there. But yeah. at this point, the main ones I'm with are really those Northeast Portland guys. And then Mike James, Andrew, and them. And then Hayden as well, too. Yeah. And it's kind of it's interesting. I got my business to the point as far as just ancillary revenue streams, making money in different ways, stuff with online training that I've kind of scaled back the amount of guys that I work with in person. But for me, that's just been unbelievable because you get to spend more time with them. You get to spend more time thinking about them. Um, if they ask me to go to the gym to the, compete or help out with a workout or anything like that, when we get done lifting, I don't have to tell them, hey, I got to go train someone else. I've got time in my day to invest in that. And that's been over the last probably about a year and a half now, that's been one of the biggest changes I've made that's, uh, I think, really good for my clients as well as my career too. Nice. Yeah, that damn Mike James, he's good at basketball, boy. He's tough to officiate. I mean, you can literally call a foul every time he dribbled the ball. 100%. Payton's, Payton's 100%. It's crazy, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot. I'm trying to think who I would not want to officiate. <laughs> Mike, Mike would be damn near impossible because yeah. yeah, he. I mean, he, he's blown by. He's blown by someone, yeah. and he's, he's getting bad. to the cup every time, and he's putting his body on you. Mm-hmm. And it's like by the letter of the rule, it might be a foul. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but then at the same time, it's like, like Mike, you can do that every play, bro. Like, what are we gonna put you at the free throw line on every single possession this game? Like Mike James, 200 points off yeah, free throws man. in the pro, <laughs> one ninety eight. So no, they're yeah. they're unbelievable players, man, and and Mike specifically has done shit in open gyms I've never seen in my life. Like I've never seen the move one time. Like I grew yeah. up watching anyone mixtape tour a street ball and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's just a creative player, just pressing buttons on his controller when he plays, man. It's insane. Yeah, man. It's yeah, insane. That's, that's crazy. It was a um, not this past year, but the year before that when him and uh, Peyton got to go at it and that that the uh, oh my god, I think Peyton scored ninety some and he scored like sixty some. Man, yeah, it was like ninety-two, that was sixty-eight or something. That was the most extreme basketball I seen in front of my eyes, where you just just let them play, man. Just let them play. <laughs> facts, facts. I'm over here coaching. That's why I got to complain to the rest. Man, what am I gonna do? Get in the way of yeah. some shit like that? Like, no, I'm gonna send my ass over here. I'm gonna be celebrating and complaining to the rest. Talk a little shit to Sam, uh, but no. I think that game specifically, like I went back a couple months ago and watched the the Ryan Slider shout out to SS Visual Works, the the YouTube yeah. documentary of that. Oh, does um, he? I ain't seen that. Let's go find that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Yeah, and then he sent me too. I asked him uh, for if he would just send me all the content he had a few months ago from it. So I'm gonna send all that stuff to you after the show. It's yeah, it's a good trip down memory lane. I bet, man. Yeah, that was but that's one of my favorite basketball experiences of all time yeah, to be honest with you yeah yeah yes it's yeah. nice to see since i've been refing for so long um to see the kids man grow up um start from where they as just a kid and they just grow up i can't wait to see um mookie and, and jackson at oregon this year do you work with jackson at all oh yeah yes yeah so i coached the last i, I coached the clackmas high school two seasons and then westland high school the last oh, two gotcha. seasons so i coached jackson his junior and senior year uh, as a varsity assistant coach and the strength trainer at Westland. Yeah. And then I've also worked with him privately. That's a guy, you asked me who I work with, and I'm just thinking about Portland people because we're, we're talking about the prime earlier. Yeah. Jackson is probably the guy I've spent, besides paying the most time with over the last two years. Um, ben Gregg's another one. He's from Clackamas High School. I coach as well at the University of Gonzaga. That's a little brother to me, though. I don't even view him as a client mm-hmm. at this point. Like, I really just think I'm his family. Um, but, uh, no, I'm really excited for them, man. Uh, 
especially for, for Mookie Jackson. Yeah. I think I'm going go to go to a couple of games yeah, in Florida. They go play in Destin, Florida. Okay. But no, it's gonna be it's gonna be special, man. I yeah. think they're gonna have a big year. Yeah. Uh, hope that hope that Dana chooses to just go young and let some of those young boys rock. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and they got they got Kwame KJ Evans is out there too. Uh, I'm a big fan of his game as well, so look out for him. Yeah. So yeah, man. Actually, I'm gonna need to uh, let's end this and come right back because it's gonna cut me off my time. Yeah, but I just need to come to work and um, do the closeout. So it should be the yeah. same length. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, bro, I'm coming right back. There you go. Cool. Yep. Right on. So yeah, man, I just had uh, one more question. Um, any future goals and plans for the bounce by Brian? Any projects or directions you excited about? Absolutely. So uh, I'm I'm working on an app right now. Uh, that'll be. It's going to be a subscription app. It's just basically all of my methods, all the information that I can package into one place complete with workout programs specific to if you just want to jump higher specific to if you want to improve your body to play at the highest level possible if you want to gain strength etc bunch of different programs bunch of different resources and that's going to be an app for the iphone and android that's coming out probably before the new year and that's the biggest project that i've been working on for way too long now man it's a lot more work than i realized like all things usually are but uh that's something i'm really really excited about that's coming out soon and, and I will absolutely hit you up to repost that for me and share it when that comes out. Definitely. And I appreciate that in advance. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. Man. Man, yeah. I appreciate you coming through, man, and sharing your stories and insights, man. Working the, the athletes or individuals interested in your training programs, get in touch with you. Absolutely. Uh, you can email me at bouncebybrian at gmail.com. Uh, my social media, primarily I'm on Instagram the most, is bouncebybrian, all one word. I do have the TikToks, the same thing. If you're into TikTok and then uh shoot bouncebybrian.org if you want to go get some t-shirts and some merchandise. Appreciate you a ton for having me, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate man. it. Thanks for coming, man. I like to tell my people out there, man. I encourage listeners to explore their passions, embrace innovation, and pursue your entrepreneurship in your own unique ways. Thanks for joining us at Explore the Power Networking and find your inspiration by following me at Thorn City Podcast Guy for updates, behind the scenes content, and to join the conversation today. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show as we continue to highlight individuals, businesses, brands, and podcasters. Don't forget to subscribe at the Thorn City Podcast Guy YouTube channel. Follow Thorns at Thorn City Syndicate, the management team, and at GMP Podcast Group, the production team. Be sure to drop by www.thorncitysyndicate.com. Schedule your free strategy session. Thorn City Podcast Guy, highlight your boy. Good shit, Benny, man. I appreciate you, man. That's good stuff, man. I appreciate you a ton, man. I appreciate you a ton. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, uh, no, it was fun. I appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show, where we network, 
and build connections, interviews, and discussions. Till next time, I like your boy, Thorn City Podcast Guy. I'm out. You remind me of a man.